0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time you're listening to this or wherever you are in the world. I am Miles Butler and I'd like to welcome you to the WII Podcast or why as I like to call it. I'd like to welcome you to my space where I talk about all things. Today in the first episode, we'll be doing a deep dive into the depths of true crime, the yet to be solved case of Jalik Rainwalker. Is this a case of adoption or abduction? Find out more here on why. Jalik Rainwalker, a young boy was reported missing from his New York residence on the morning of November 1st, 2007. Authorities don't know whether to believe the case is truly a missing persons case or a case of murder. Jalik Rainwalker was born on August 2nd, 1995 into a troubled life. He was mixed of African-American and Caucasian descent. His mother was a drug addict with uses of alcohol and cocaine, vicariously causing Jalik to develop behavioral issues, such as outbursts and mental issues that would cause him to have a hard time developing relationships. Also, it can be assumed that the instability of his home, or lack thereof, contributed to his mental issues. He lived in six foster homes for his duration of time in foster care. It is reported that Jalik spent most of his childhood moving from home to home as he was a foster child. His two consistent homes were the Showen family. Jody and Larry Showen were the foster parents of Jalik for four years. The family had planned to adopt him, but he became violent with the family's daughter when he was seven. Due to this unfortunate event, the Showens decided not to adopt Jalik. Unfortunately, the next family he was adopted by brought about even more trouble for Jalik and after the showings gave up on Jalik he was adopted again his new family would be the eventual cause for Jalik's quote unquote mysterious disappearance and this really brought about a lot more trouble for this young man Stephen Kerr and Jocelyn McDonald adopted Jalik after the showings the Kerr McDonald residence sorry residence had four children. There were three biological sons and one adopted daughter. Jalik being added to the roster, making him the fifth child. Jalik's living conditions were quite different than most of us are used to. His family lived a quote-unquote non-traditional lifestyle. They lived without running water or electricity, as they thought this condition was better for the environment, and they themselves considered themselves environmentalists. Now Jalik went his whole childhood without his behavioral problems and disciplinary outbursts being checked or unmanaged. Now Jalik as I stated earlier was born addicted to cocaine because his mother was a drug addict. Seeing as he was subject to this lifestyle before he was even born, he should have been given proper care, right? Well. That sadly didn't happen for this young man, but his actions were not met with discipline or correct reinforcement. There are reports of him getting violent with his peers. It is reported that he threatened to rape one of his classmates, making him subject to harsh discipline at home. Assumingly, this is what led to his overall downward trajectory Jalik becoming too much for his new adoptive family to handle. Kerr and McDonald wanted to give Jalik back to the system. When this idea was proposed, the adoption agency said that it wasn't legal considering the adoption was binding. Since there was no option for them to give Jalik back, they were given the alternative for him to go to respite home or care. For those that don't know, respite care is a place where unpaid caregivers send their clients for a break due to the exhaustion from their work. This is often done by caregivers of the elderly or, like in Jalik's case, adoptive or foster families. Now, the Kerr McDonald residence was considered a therapeutic home, so they were able to take this opportunity. They both jumped at this opportunity, in fact. They sent Jalik to live with the family for very short increments of time. His new temporary but real family discussed him being intelligent while also being troubled. It seems as though no other family he was with pointed him out to be intelligent. The family that he was sent with was the Persons family, comprised of Tom and Elaine Persons. Every other family decided to point out the fact that young Jalik was troubled, but he was never given the help or the service that he was deserving of. One fateful day though will be the last day anyone heard from him. Jalik was sent to the respite home on october twenty third, two thousand seven, and sent back to his adoptive family on the night of october thirty first. Jalik was picked up by his father, Stephen. Stephen Kerr. Stephen went with Jalik to Stephen's parents' home in Greenwick, New York. However, on the morning of november first, Jalik Rainwalker was reported missing by his adoptive father, Stephen Kerr, said to only have left behind nothing but clothes stuffed under the bed to make it look as if Jalik was still there, and a goodbye note. For a little more context, listen to this clip of a 2013 CBS 6 Albany, New New York news report.
1: Thank you, Chris. It has been five years since 12-year-old Jalik Rainwalker disappeared, and tonight police tell us they're no longer searching for a missing boy. They believe he's dead. The Cambridge Greenwich police chief says the status of this case has been changed to a probable child homicide, and they want to speak with Jalik's adopted father, who was the last person to see the boy alive. Jennifer Lukey has more on the case from Cambridge tonight. It's a hard day. It's a sad day. Um, we you know have always held out hope um that you know Jalik is alive and would would be coming home um to his family for Jalik's grandparents hearing the word homicide is horrifying this is really hard i mean we want closure we need closure um, but, you know, it's been five years and um, it's another holiday season and it makes it really hard. The 12 year old was last seen with his father, Stephen Kerr, having dinner at a restaurant in Latham. The next day, he was reported missing. Investigators say there is no indication or evidence that Jalik ran away. They believe he was killed. In the days following his son's disappearance, Stephen Kerr said this I believe deep in my soul that my
0: son, Jalik, is alive and stay somewhere
1: but weeks later he moved his family to vermont and stopped cooperating with police if you did nothing wrong if you have nothing to hide why don't you cooperate with law enforcement to help find your son the cambridge police chief stopped short of calling kerr an official suspect i'm hoping that after the five years that they'll be able to come and answer some questions Police have found the jacket that Jalik was reported to have been wearing the day he disappeared, but they won't say where or when they located it. CBS 6 has also learned that cadaver dogs were brought in to search a building in Troy on Tuesday. This is not a cold case. The leads have been coming in. We're at, you know, 500 and some odd leads in this case. This is just something that came up recently that that we felt we had to um, thoroughly investigate. While the questions continue about what happened to Jalik, his grandparents, who no longer have contact with their daughter, son-in-law, or other grandkids, hope that someone will come forward with new information. Jalik's grandparents have decorated this holiday tree for him here in Greenwich, and they say, well, all of the holidays have been difficult since he's been gone. This one will be the hardest. We drove by cemeteries, and my heart was breaking because there are markers for people. There's no marker for our grandson. We just want a marker. We wanna know where he is and what happened to him. In Cambridge, Jennifer Lukey, CBS 6 News. The Cambridge Greenwich Police Department is asking anyone who might have any information at all that could help this case to give them a call right away.
0: Now, speculations have of course arisen as to whether Jalik actually went missing. Jalik was supposedly suicidal and homicidal before he went missing. While this may be true, authorities wonder why this information was even brought up. When interviewed, Kerr made it clear that he and his wife were not to be ruled as suspects in this case. Investigations even led to seize a computer from the family with thoughts of Stephen writing the goodbye letter supposedly left behind by Jalik. But there was no evidence to prove this. Upon questioning of Kerr and McDonald, they found Jocelyn to be cooperative. However, Stephen Kerr is the most suspicious in this case due to his actions. He stated that Jalik ran away while Stephen was sleeping, but it's speculated by his mother-in-law, Barbara Riley, really, that he went to go and run errands before reporting the disappearance of Jalik. One question, Stephen claims to have no parts in his son's disappearance. However, police have footage of Stephen driving around the Greenwick neighborhood in the early hours of the morning where Jalik disappeared. There's also a record of a phone signal coming from Stephen's phone from a tower not even feet away from the Hudson River, which is a notorious spot for dumping bodies. However, Stephen denied ever being there at the time, as well as proof that Stephen has lied to the police before in regards to items he reported Jalik supposedly took with him when he left. These items were later found in the garage of Kerr and McDonald, however. What makes this case even more suspicious is the comments on Stephen's mannerisms. When asked to take a polygraph test or DNA test, he denied both. His mother-in-law, Barbara Riley, stated, Stephen has anger issues. I think it was three years ago, Jalik was doing some repetitive behavior, and Stephen grabbed him by the neck and dragged him out the back door and dunked him in the creek. And if my daughter had not been there, I don't know what else he would have done to him. Barbara being the caring grandmother she had proven time and time again to be, still kept fighting to find her grandson. But this worsened the relationship with her daughter, Jocelyn McDonald, and son-in-law, Stephen Kerr, eventually being ignored by them. However, her relentless work did not go unnoticed. She got an evidence of Stephen asking people to take the signs of Jalik down, and found that the family was still receiving checks from the state to take care of Jalik even after he had gone missing. This makes the police department all the more suspecting of Stephen. However, there is no physical evidence of him murdering Jalik, therefore they cannot do anything about the case. The Kerr McDonald family has since sued the NYPD for alleged false accusations and moved to Vermont not even a year after their son's mysterious disappearance. Even since the disappearance, there have still been people searching for him, which consists of his adoptive grandmother, Barbara Reilly, and the respite home residents of the Persons. Elaine Persons believes that he might still be alive if he weren't with Curry and McDonald. She says he should have never lived with them anyway, considering the Curry McDonald residence had no running water or electricity, and the foster care system in New York needs to do a better job at taking care of the children in this system and assuring They're going to quality homes. This still does not make the case any less upsetting, though. His case was later ruled as a homicide investigation instead of a missing person's case. However, if he is still alive, he is thought to be living in an African-American or urban community in Albany, New York, where his whereabouts and identity are being hidden, as he was said to identify with his African-American heritage more because he was mixed. And also because his biological relatives, who are also African-American, are said to live in Albany. As of today, the fight for Jalik has died. There have been many minor false leads, some in 2013 and 2017, but still no Jalik. But all in all, we can only hope Jalik is at peace wherever he is. That about wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for listening, and I enjoyed having you as I hope you enjoyed yourself as well. And always to remember, work hard, incite inquiry, and inspire peace. Bye, everybody.